What a bunch of weirdos. That's going to be the intro. Yeah. Okay, okay. That and more. Are you recording? Yeah. Oh. oh. How does that sound to you? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think it does too. I think we're just good. All right. We're good. Do you, do you remember? The 21st of September. Yeah, it was, uh, oh yeah, it was almost a month ago. What was the 21st of September? That's the song, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh. Do you remember? Oh, I was going to say, do you remember? Recording September. a podcast. Oh. This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. Two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world. Let's talk about trips. Let's talk about trips, baby. Let's talk about flying places. I think maybe we should start off with an apology to our fans. As our life adventures yeah. have be as our lives have become very unadventurous. <laughs> I mean it's, And it's only us. Everyone else is us, crushing yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> out there. I it's weird because I sent you know, I sent uh, my mom an update and said, Hey, you know, I'm I'm going I'm going on a trip. Just a heads up. And I was like, wow. Either she's going to come back and be like, you're a foolish boy. Or she's going to be like, oh, okay, have fun. Wear your mask. Yeah. And she came out with a, oh, cool, thanks. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because I always text my dad when I'm, I text him the flight number. So he likes mm-hmm. to track the flights. Yeah. And, you know, it was a weekly, bi-weekly thing previously. And now it's a, oh, I forgot to do it for the one trip I'm going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm flying right now. Right now. Yeah. By yeah. the way, on the plane. So anyways, apologies to our fans and loyal listeners. Uh, I did uh, recently have an experience, uh, an opportunity to meet some of our fans face-to-face at an event that I had traveled to. And the overwhelming response was, you idiots need to do more of this stuff because... (laughs) Please, please take us. They all said that their lives are meaningless without hearing the sounds of our voices. That's got to be accurate. I'm summarizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Paraphrasing, paraphrasing. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, sorry that, you know, life got a little crazy there. I think we were both kind of busy and, you know. You were busy. I was busy. I've been super not busy. No, well, I, you know, I've been busy and not busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it's, comes in waves. You're like, holy shit, I got a lot to do. And then you're like, I literally, I've got a doctor's appointment in three weeks. That's the next yeah. thing I got coming up. Yeah. Or it's and like. I hope he's gentle. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, you know, you go a week at a time and you're like, I've spent outside of, you know, walking the dog um, around the block. You know, I've spent most of my Is that time. A euphemism? Yeah. Um, I sp- spent all my time going from the bedroom to the kitchen my to my man. office. Oh. To the office, to the kitchen, back to the bedroom <laughs> for like a week straight. Yep. Sometimes I go stand in the backyard for no reason. You know, I'll sometimes when I'm making lunch, I'll go stand and just look into the backyard and be like, oh, there's uh, a world out there. There's a world. Nothing's happening. And yet. then I see a squirrel and I'm like, get out of my yard. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's 
There's squirrels that run up and down the fences here. Do you get that over there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and they jump on the roof. And oh, I hate that. It'll be like that's it. why I chopped down all the trees. So there's no real easy way for them to get to the roof here. Their nest is in the tree in the front of our yard. So well, it's going to be in your attic soon. No I'm foreshadowing. No. They Anyways. Can't. Oh yeah. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Tangents. Hey, what do you know? We know how to do this. Tangents. Um, Shout out to all those day one subscribers who know about tangents. Yeah. Uh, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Uh, what do you want to talk about in this episode? Well, let's talk about trips. Trips. Because we have, I have at least, been on a couple trips through the, the as the kids are calling it day, the, the demic. No, they don't. No. Maybe maybe, we'll, maybe it'll catch on. Maybe we'll be the uh, no credited with mm -mm. starting that one. You never know. No. You just got to put that stuff out in the universe. Yeah. It's going to no. be what it's going to be. So anyways, I've been on... Uh, <clears throat> I'm not trying to brag or anything. Three trips this year. Uh, <laughs> in, total? In, in late uh, four. Well, no, since since everything got shut five, down. I've been on five total trips this year. I've been on one. Oh, very nice. One not including a road trip. Are we including that? Oh, I included a road trip. So okay. I, put, I put a road trip in there. Two. two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you go on your two? Uh, let's see. We went to Heli Expo, I, which we talked about, Heli Expo yeah. in Anaheim. Um, in remember trade shows? Yeah. What dude. a crazy idea that was. Let's you know, put a whole bunch of people in a room to talk about stuff together. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, that was that was. It was, it really was a weird. different world. Yeah, it's like so weird because then I'm talking about like a year ago. You know, we were in Vegas for um, MBW. Yeah. yeah, and it's like those those two time periods were totally different right yep. it's just seems like a foreign foreign world anyway um so it was uh Howie expo in anaheim mm -hmm. which we i think covered that also there was the threat of the pandemic and hey what do you yeah. know it came true yeah we we uh uh rather insensitively joked about it oh yes yeah <laughs> hindsight 2020 um Oops, oh sorry. 2020 hindsight 2020 anyway oh. uh and then the other one was a road trip for a uh meeting down to road galveston trip. which was how was that cool <laughs> yeah it was all right you know what i mean it was one of those things that it's just like it wasn't like an exotic destination galveston yeah galveston's gorgeous i don't know i've never been you know it, it's nice right it's nice for uh you get to see the ocean but it was cloudy and rainy and cool you know it's february so yeah i haven't seen the ocean in a very long time uh, yeah that was the last time I saw that. Now that I think about it, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things you're like, eh, I never really thought about it before. Now I'm like, oh my God, I haven't yeah. been. I don't know. I saw the ocean last month. I flew over it. Going to Florida. Oh, right. Because you cut the corner. Going to Florida, kid. Um. So yeah, those are my two trips. What are your five trips? Uh. Well, I also went to Heli Expo. Yep. I, bum, bum, there's bum. pictures of us together. Yep. We did it. We did it. I did Heli Expo, which we talked about. I did my road trip to the Northeast and back, which we've also talked about. Yep. Um, in addition to that, I did three trips That's, since the last time we recorded. I, I forgot that about the up and back. Yeah. I, I totally just spaced on that. Huh. Yeah. That's why I have so many miles on my truck now. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Where I look at it and go, how did I put like 15,000 miles on this thing in less than a year? And I look at my car and I'm like, when do I need an oil change? And I'm like, really? Yeah. That was the last time I changed my oil. All right. I've had the oil change in that truck already. Uh, so the, my three additional trips was the the old wife and I mm -hmm. went out to Zion National Park and Gorgeous. Bryce Canyon for our wedding anniversary, which was an unbelievable trip. We started, uh, we flew out to Las Vegas, and this was like mid-June, mm -hmm. 
went out to Vegas. We went, we stayed at the Cosmo for one night and then we drove up there. We had a great time in Vegas. Um, it was, Vegas was like, hey, we're sort of kind of open right now. And we're like, all right, well, we'll go. We ended up getting a ridiculously upgraded room at the Cosmo because just nobody's there. Right. And did some gambling, did some drinking, drove up. Zion was amazing. Unbelievably beautiful. The wildlife. There were like elk in our backyard of our uh, little condo thing that we were in. And it was just beautiful. It was a really nice time. It was nice to get out and be in nature a little bit sure. away. And this is, I was working full time at the time and having a little break was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a, a, a road trip while we were there, sort of a road trip. It was a, a tour that we did up into the mountains on, mm-hmm. on the back of a Jeep. And one of the things that we did when we went up the mountain was we stopped at one point and the guy made everybody get out and he goes, all right, everybody out. All right. See ya. Everybody out. <laughs> Uh, he said, no cell phones, no talking, no nothing. He said, just sit for five minutes and stare at the canyon. And it was like one of those like spiritual sure. awakening type moments type things. And I'm like, oh man, I just, that's, I just want to do that for a week. Let yeah. me just do that for a week. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And my wife got a great picture of it because she didn't follow the rules about no cell phones. Well, she probably took it at the six minute mark to be fair. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not done yet. No, 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 no. I need to enjoy um, that was a fun trip, and a odd fact uh, of that trip, and it was a while ago, so I don't really know, remember all the details of it, um, but I did I did lose some money at the Cosmo, which I then made back oh. at the airport slot machines. Oh, that's right. <laughs> which has never happened to me ever before, pulling a, a thousand bucks out of an airport slot machine in Las Vegas. They must be real desperate. I was going to say, yeah. So that was, that was well, a so fun... What was, so obviously... That industry, right? Casinos yep. uh, and uh, tourism-based, you know, hotels and whatnot, and a tourist destination like Vegas is so dependent on obviously people coming there. So, what was it like being there? And I mean, so I've been to a few casinos now, and that that particular time was like they had just reopened, mm-hmm. and they didn't have really any protocols in place outside of oh, you got to wear a mask. Yeah. But not when you're drinking, not when you're eating, which is the standard thing. I went to a casino. I went to a couple of casinos, a couple of casinos, um, a few weeks ago on my third trip, which was to AEA uh, East, AEA East in Naples, Florida, and we went to the Seminole Immokalee Casino in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> which I don't recommend. Uh, and then we went to the Hard Rock in Tampa, which I do recommend. Oh, yeah. Plenty of stories about that. Um, and they essentially, they, they shut down every other slot machine, so it socially distances you. And then like all the table games, they have like plexiglass dividers, so you're like in, in like a little cubby hole of your space. And Which that's, is silly. When was that? Oh, that was so. That was September time frame. That was September. And when, Vegas had that when I went back uh, a couple weeks later in July. In July, yeah. So, which is funny because we also went to a casino in July. We did. We yeah, we went up to the and there uh, was none of that. I mean, the Windstar. Yeah, in they, Oklahoma. They, they took stools away. Yeah, they took right? stools away, but and people, they had the machines were shut down. Yeah, some of but them, but they were. didn't have the dividers. No, no dividers. Yeah. And. I, I remember that because now looking back at it, I was like, man, that was kind of like the height of a, of a spike. I, that was kind of silly that we did yeah. that. But then I was like, I also remember being in there and yeah, I was like close to people and yeah, everybody for the most part was wearing masks except for those, you know, drinking and smoking, which was bizarre. But well, that's the thing of it. It's, yeah. but the airflow in there was, you could feel it. And I mean, yeah. no, normally, you know, they try to keep you awake in a, in a casino floor. Pump that O2 in. Yeah. Get, get that air moving to keep you, you kind of up and, and, which is why I love alert. it so much. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, that was one thing I kind of noticed. It was like the air was really moving in there. Um, and that was, that was kind of anyway. So that was my first and third trip. And then uh, I'd like to spend an extended period of time talking about the second trip. On of course. I knew you a, would. Cause it was a great, great trip of being a man. Oh, geez. I mean, besides the fact that I got fired when I got back, but way to be sexist. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 a very manly thing, is it not? It is. Uh, yeah, it is a manly. Thing. I mean, I mean, it's not not because I think it should only be a manly thing because it's it's pre- predominantly dudes. Men get excited about doing these sorts of things. Oh, uh, old dudes. Yeah, old yeah, dudes. You were, you well, young, young guy. dudes would get excited about it too. That's just sure. financially unachievable. Yes, 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 yes. So, as uh, we uh, did mention early on, uh, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve months ago when we did our last episode, <laughs> um, uh, I did buy a, a Corvette. ZS6 earlier this year. And my wife said, and uh, damn her for telling me this. Oh, damn her. She said, if you buy that car, you're going to go to the school and really learn how to drive it and do that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, darn. Oh, shucks. I guess I'll go. I guess so. So I went out to Parump, which is uh, about 70 miles northwest of Las Vegas. So I went back to Las Vegas. Uh, about four weeks after we went to Zion, so it was back to back. Global pandemic. Pete goes to Vegas multiple times. That's on brand. <laughs> that is on brand. <laughs> um, I went out to the uh, Ron Fellows Performance Driving School, which is specifically a Corvette um, CTSV or V series, I should say, Cadillac V series um, performance driving school. So they only really do those two brands, and they have Camaros and stuff like that there also. But I don't think they teach in those. They they instruct with those, so the instructors drive those mm-hmm. um, in that. And it, it, two days out there, um, had an unbelievably great time uh, driving. I didn't drive. The, the number one question I always get when I tell people I did this was, did you drive your own car? And the answer is no. Which is so bizarre that you won't drive your I mean, so I'll let you get to the story, but it's. I know that you are adverse to driving your own car on a racetrack, which it's a race car. It's a street race car. It is, but it, it's a pain in the ass to put my car on a racetrack because I have to swap out the brake fluid. I got to swap out the engine oil. No, you don't have to do any of that. The, it's it, it's highly recommended from the manufacturer that if you're going to put it on a racetrack, yeah. even for like a lap, that you get to oh, do those things. Whatever. Yeah, of course, because they sell you the oil, they sell you the brake fluid, yeah. <laughs> and the because pads. Mine is a 15. They changed the supercharger in 17, and the supercharger uh, has more cooling in it. So the superchargers in 15 and 16, if it's an, uh, a hot day, mm. uh, will overheat the engine. Yeah. So uh, she's pretty. She looks pretty going down the road. You know, take friends out and scare her every now and then. Uh, and that's that's what it's going to do. I wouldn't be opposed to getting a different one and racing that one, but not this one. Yeah. Uh, but you so need anyways, another another six garages for that. Well, and that's in the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in the plan yep. as we upgrade at some point, maybe. Um, so we did uh, – I did two days out there, and it was the – like I said, the number one question I get is, did I drive my own car? And the answer is no. I did drive the identical spec car. So it was a you know, similar experience to what you would have gotten with your car. Yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a Z06 with a seven speed manual transmission and just the same exact car that I have, just in silver. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a mix of classroom and a mix of course, and they kind of start you off like slow maneuvers, and you do like one. I don't remember what the first thing we did was. Oh, it was a it was a wet skid pad that we did. Ooh, you know, you with, with an instructor in the car. 
No. Oh. No, because of COVID, they don't put instructors in the cars anymore. So the instructors are outside the cars. And for like the skid pad stuff, they're literally just standing out there talking to you on the radio. So all the cars are wired up with radios that come through the sound systems. So it's it's one-way communication. They're just talking to you the whole time. Sure. And they will literally talk like the entire time. It's not like, yep, you did that, and then silence. It's, right, right. It's they're constantly giving you information and feedback. Um, we did the skid pad, and it's you, you accelerate towards this thing, and it's got three lanes, and it's flooded. Mm-hmm. And at the last second, you have to get up to a certain speed, and at the last second, they'll point you to which lane they want you to go to, and you have to maneuver quickly and brake before you know, 50 feet or something like that. Sure. And get the ABS to engage. And it's really trying to get you to be comfortable pushing the brake pedal as hard as you can to the floor. Mm-hmm. And there were some people that were just like mowing through the cones straight. So first of all, the demographic of my class was... We kind of hinted to it. Me at 39. And then the next youngest person was uh, early 60s. Uh, so they... they, they, they Wrapping around. So they, what they're trying to do is kind of what they do in the aviation industry, whereas they have factory training for... New, uh, yeah. New owners, yep. so that way you don't become a statistic and tarnish the brand. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Basically, I mean, as as br- as brutally honest and and direct as that is, that's I mean, they ultimately want, of course, they want you to be safe in the aircraft, right? Transition training yep. is one of those things that you know is is necessary. And, and it was very similar structure to learning how to fly something and learning <laughs> how to do something like that. Um, whereas you had class where they explained what you're going to do and, you know, open discussion yep. about different scenarios you're going to find yourself in and then going out and practically applying that and doing it on a racetrack. And, uh, like, so we did the, we did the wet pad. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, we did one thing that was literally at like five miles an hour, um, zigzagging and S turning through cones, but like a slalom course. Like a slalom course, but they ended up uh, covering the front windshield on the cars that you were driving, so you couldn't look out the front. You had to look out the side to get oh. people used to turning and looking out the side. Um, and then we moved on to a uh, a small oval and then the actual proper track. Mm-hmm. And by midday on the first day, we were on the real track. And they're, like I said, they're talking to you the whole way around about you know how to what the line is you should be driving and, you know, where you're hitting the apex, when you should be accelerating, when you should be braking, all those sorts of things. And everybody takes turns. Like I said, there's no instructor in the car with you, mm-hmm. but you are behind the instructor car and you'll rotate who's directly behind the instructor car. And when it's your turn behind the instructor car, the instructor will essentially go as fast as you can go. And like he's driving a Camaro SS and I'm driving a Z06. So I've got. So for those listeners out there that aren't into cars, I have 250 more horsepower than he does, which is equivalent to my car. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And I can't catch the instructors. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Because they they are actual professional drivers. They are professional drivers. There's one of the drivers there uh, races in the, the Bush series in NASCAR. Another one's a Baja racer and. You know, all these guys are like professional. This is what they do. They, they they instruct also, but they also race professionally on the weekends and those sorts of things. So um, it was it was super, super fun. Um, I've showed you some of the videos of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think my fastest lap was still like 10 seconds slower than what their fastest lap could be. Right. And my fastest lap. In their car, not even in your car. Yeah. And my fastest lap was like 15 seconds faster than everybody else in the class. Because we came to a stop and literally waited for like 10 seconds for the next car behind me to pass me so that we could rotate 
who's behind the instructor. Yeah, that was funny. I, I saw that on a video. Anyways, an unbelievable experience. Um, yeah, if you're into driving, it sounds like, you know, one of those factory courses, because I know, you know, owning my car, since it's the sports-tuned or street-tuned or whatever they, they call ST or um, what the acronym stands for, but they send me stuff all the time, like, oh, come out to Utah, come out to Michigan, come out to, you know, North Carolina. Do they have a, a sponsored school that does it? Yeah. Uh, it no, 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 no. It's um, Skip it's Ford. Barber? No, it's Ford Performance. Oh. I think Skip Barber was um, Mazda when I owned my Mazda. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Um, well, there's a few of Dodge. them. There's, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Bondurant is Dodge, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I was, yeah, Skip Barber. So it's like one of those schools or Andretti Racing School. Or yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, but yeah, they, they send me flyers all the time. Like, oh, come out and learn how to drive your car, blah, blah, blah. And that was, and I only did the the level one. They have like a level two and a level three, and you can get like a proper SCCA license yeah. do, doing this. And I'd I'd love to do it. Um, it's you know, it's anything in life. It's time and money. Sure. In, in order to do those things, and, and there's a lot of cool like I've sent you links to you know the the series um, Grid Life that's all around. You know they yep. they they, tra- they travel around and they do some in the south, but for the most part they're up in like Ohio and Wisconsin, and you have to bring your car. So it's like. You got to spend hours driving there, yep. go race for the weekend, and then hours driving back, and it's just, I don't, I don't think that that's I, in my wheelhouse. I highly recommend it if you're uh, looking at any sort of a performance car, not even just a Corvette, but if you're looking at, you know, a Camaro or a Challenger or a Charger, or, you know, some of those 392s and Scat Packs and all those sorts of things that are out there. Um, or even some of the you know Japanese cars like yeah. the Supras, the GTR, the GTR, M3s, M5s. Yeah, any yeah. of those. If you're looking at getting a performance vehicle, I highly recommend it because yeah. I mean, there's my confidence in that car now compared to before is I can actually a I can drive the car. I I wouldn't say all the way to the limit because that car is very powerful, but. I can drive it well beyond where I was before. Right. And much, well beyond and much what you should closer, be doing on the street. I mean, to anyone else that, that I take for rides and, and push the car around a little bit in it, they think I'm driving it to the limit. Right. It's it's that convincing, but that car still just has so much more. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> more I mean, to it's, give. It's, a, it's a proper race car. That and they teach you how to do, like, launch control in it and mm-hmm. all this that stuff, which I need to do that for you at some point. Yeah. It's terrifying for yeah, everybody. Yeah, I was say. Everyone I've done it for has been terrified that, uh, when, we've, when we've done it. No, you didn't do it because we were. It was like a weird intersection. Yeah, that you hit. Right. You had. Yeah, you had done it, but it, you canceled it. And it's too cold to do it today. That's the problem yeah. with, with a car like this. Is if, if it's below fifty, I can't really take the thing out because the street legal race tires that are on it uh, don't quite have the traction when it's cold out. Yeah, I even even for my car, you know, with it being very torque torquey, it, yeah. it will when a cold day, cold fifty degrees, whatever. Um, it will for for this car 50 is cold and yeah. well in texas 50 is cold yeah, yeah and it's also dry. sucks to suck new england yeah look at you new england <laughs> they're like we're wearing shorts kid it's 50 it's 50 out it's like summer so that was a great trip um uh, unfortunately i came back from that trip and uh had some changes in my un- in my employment status uh, upon my return from that mm-hmm. trip but uh all good things uh, happen for a reason as they say yeah. and uh on we'll to, to we'll have to do another episode maybe on on yeah, and I really don't want to get too far into it, yeah. but uh, essentially, I run my own business now, yeah. and uh, it's going well. It's going well. So, uh, part of that in dovetails nicely into my third trip that I had, which was AEA East. Hmm. For those that you don't know, Pete and I are on the board of the 
Aircraft Electronics Association. Correct. Uh, which is an association that represents uh, aircraft installer or aircraft electronic installers, um, which is essentially our, our network uh, for the company that I work for is our dealers who yep. distribute and, and install our product. Um, so it's it's kind of a, an association that represents, I don't know, hundreds of these shops. I think it's actually probably closer to a thousand. Really? Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, a large number of shops, not even in just the United States or North America, but across the world. Yeah. Um, Prestige style. Yes. Worldwide. Worldwide. Um, <laughs> so they have regular events, which was the first event we were supposed to go to in this new pandemic world uh, in Nashville, uh, mid-March or end of March. End of March. And that was the first one that was, that was like the domino, right? The first domino to fall. That one got canceled. Yep. And then it was just a, you know. Chain yep. reaction of, of events and shows being canceled, but they do that one show, big show, international show uh, in Vegas, or excuse me, in uh, Nashville this year it was supposed to be, and then they do a bunch of smaller shows. I think next shows. year it's actually here. It is here. It's in yeah. Dallas at the Anatole. That's why the I was, Anatole. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they do a regional show, and it was the first show that I knew that was going on. Now, mind, it's the first show that actually happens. Yeah. In in our in entire aviation industry, essentially, and it was. Um, it's a smaller show. It's it's yeah. never it's never a large show. It's not like one that draws hundreds and hundreds of people that you know. No, I think event. it was still sub a hundred. Yeah, I think it was probably. I'd have to look. I think it's high seventies, maybe. Sure. Um, about where it was, and I think they did an excellent job with it um, in terms of having protocol in place and having everybody spaced out. Mm-hmm. And for the amount of people and the size of the room, the room was much larger than we typically have used for regional events in the mm-hmm. past. And I've been going, you know, I do anywhere from one to five of these regional events a year for them for the past decade plus. Um, and it's it's usually a much smaller room and everybody's yeah. closer together because they try to keep that intimate feeling. Um, and they, you know, they went with a larger room this time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, judging from the pictures, unfortunately, you know, my company restricts travel. Um, at this point so we couldn't attend or anything along those lines but from the pictures that i saw online during the event it looked it looked like it was pretty well done you know yeah it was well done it seemed like it people well were attended. and you know it uh for the most part the problem is with the whole mask thing is everybody wears the masks mm-hmm. until the bar opens and everybody mm-hmm. starts drinking mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and then everybody's drinking yeah i could see that and there is some alcohol consumption in this industry yeah um but from all the the post trip reports that I've seen from everybody that we've we've had a little AEA board of directors of people that were in attendance there, which mm-hmm. was uh, me and Tom and Mike Berryhill mm-hmm. and Mike Adamson. Um, we've kind of talked, and it seems like it's a good report out of everybody that was there that nobody contracted or yeah. was sick or there was no super spreader event, which is I yeah, think the geez. newest uh, lingo oh, yeah. uh, for this. Amazing time period that we're all so fortunate to be trapped in. Yeah, it's like, like prisoners. Oh yeah. Well, I think I think that it's one of those terms that like, what is it? You're you end up as a meme. You know that that's like one of those things where you have a picture of you or, or whatever whatever event happens and there's a picture that you know transpires into a meme. That, <laughs> don't be the meme. Yeah. D- <laughs> don't be the super spreader event, right? Yeah. If if my company was tagged with super spreader, it would be a complete nightmare to try to market around that yeah and do, yeah, and well, do damage industry control. leading blah yeah. blah blah you know <laughs> industry leading blah 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 super spreaders yeah 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 um so we ended up um i ended up traveling out there with some of uh, the, the the 
free flight guys and we they had meetings so we didn't end up getting to leave till late on uh, tuesday night and we ended up flying into tampa and starting our three-hour drive from tampa to naples at why did you go to tampa again i don't know we should have went to fort myers or somewhere somewhere else but i wasn't in charge of making the plans i was just along for the ride right Um, so we did a a lovely two-hour 45-minute drive with a quick stop at wendy's uh, that started at eleven thirty p.m. <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Uh, it was uh, on brand yeah. for for what we've traveled in the past. Uh, it was a good show. It was good to see everybody. It was good to for me, you know, with the um, employment changes I've gone through this mm-hmm. year. It was good to have some face to face time with some people, and I actually ended up getting a client out of that, which I signed like two days ago, which is great news. So that trip is now officially paid for, uh, which is really super good. The one big takeaway that I had coming out of that trip, you know, being somebody that traveled professionally a lot mm-hmm. was there is some conditioning that goes into that, meaning... To traveling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. That's one thing, you know, I have a trip coming up and I'm, you know, yep. not only is, you know, whole pandemic and, you know, playing in my mind, but also like, are you going to remember how to do any of this stuff? Yeah. It's remembering how to do things. It's like you, you're not going to realize this right now, but in like two days, you will realize this. And you're like, oh, fucking Pete was right about that. Uh, you've become very comfortable sleeping in your own bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't doubt that. That is one thing that I am partially yeah. alarmed to. I had like, it, you know, in all the decade plus of traveling that I've been doing, you, you, you adapt to sleeping in random beds yeah. and that's just like that's your normal is never being consistent on it and you get used to that yeah and you adapt to that and i've slept in my own bed now for several months in a row which mm-hmm. is different and totally ruining me for any road conditioning i think by the so we got out there tuesday i think thursday which flew back for us so thursday night so we get there tuesday thursday night we're at dinner at like 7 30 and we're just like there's me kyle and brad and we're all just like, oh, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> all we did was fly in, drive to a show, go to a casino, which is on brand. Yeah. And it, like we were, in, I was in bed by like 1030. It's not like we were out late ripping it up or doing anything crazy. And we were just so completely like, I've lost all my road cred. Right, right, right. Your, your calluses. lost my conditioning. Yeah. Like it's, it's I, I got to get the reps in again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's. It came home and it took me like two, three days to like really like balance back out again after that because I'm just so not used to it. Sure. And I'm sure, you know, for the handful of folks that I think listen to this podcast that were there, they'll probably agree that like, oh, man, if you haven't been on the road for a while, ripping that Band-Aid off is kind of kind of yeah. a little rough. Yeah. And it's it's always tough. Thankfully, this trip that I have coming up is just a, a quick like 48 hour event. Right. So it's two nights on the road. So it's enough for me. Mine was I'll, only three nights. Always on that first <laughs> night, though. It's like. I I hate it. I I hate sleeping in like a king size bed. I know this is gonna sound weird. I hate sleeping in a king king size bed alone because there's so much space, and I feel like all I do is just roll from one side to the other side, and then back and forth all night. So it's just I, I sleep in the same spot on the bed regardless of if it's a big bed or small bed, or if uh, my but, wife is in the bed with me or or not. Well, yeah, because you're probably doing karate in your sleep, and your wife's been you know beat up every night because you're no, none of that's true. She yeah. tries to murder me. <gasps> Right. I noticed all my food tastes like Fabuloso these days. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, you're It's fine. a slow burn. Oh, stop <laughs> it. She's, sl- she's going to get me with that Bell's palsy. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You're ridiculous. Thank you. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, one thing that I'm concerned of is the lack of sleep or and sorting out meals on the road, which is always interesting. Well, no. So here's where it gets even worse is because I have dietary restrictions. It's always a challenge for me. Normally, there's there's a couple of like safe things I know I can always go to, and I can go to like whatever, like a an Applebee's or a, a Olive Garden, and get a salad and it's not going to be fulfilling or nice, but it's going to get me through. But now it's like, oh, are they even open? What's the restrictions? Yeah, and then you get in there, and the menu is 50% of what it right. really was. Yeah. Because they need to do that, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. Save Some money. of the restrictions don't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rant for a moment. Go. The one that I... Th- get the, on that soapbox, The Pete. The one COVID-based restriction thing that I think is the dumbest thing is when businesses close specific entrances and exits to their building forcing everyone to go through specific ones i feel like forcing everyone to one entrance or one exit is defeating the purpose of separating people no it's a flow thing yeah it doesn't work though it probably doesn't work in like a restaurant but in real retail 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 it doesn't either i don't know i think i think i think if the store is big enough it makes sense but not like a small store I, no, I disagree. I disagree. And I was at the mall this week. <laughs> Why would you? Who? First of all, who goes to a mall? First of all, it wasn't easy to find one. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, they're really big. And apparently, Banana Republic is yeah. really hurting financially because yeah. those padlocks are pretty large on their doors. Anyways, pour one out for our friends at the Gap and Banana Republic. Yeah. And Athleta. I haven't shopped at any of those. In a I'm a big time. BR guy. You know, I used to be. Used to be. These pants are from BR. I used to be a big BR fan, and then I found that their clothes, like my elbows on my shirts, would always rip. And it was like That's weird. it was multiple times, and I was like, "All right, I'm done with these." And now I get yeah. uh, Twillery, is who I shop for shirts, and they are Twillery. Yep, T W I L L O R Y. And are they interested in sponsoring this podcast? They could be. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So their shirts are nice because they're also um, like a athletic blend, so they breathe a little bit more. They have that little bit of a stretch to them. Uh, a slight, but not like not like noticeable. Yeah, I'm not right. looking for spandex. But no, 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 I want to no. be able to, you know, you know, bust a flex with yeah, a ripped flex. shirt. You know, when as I break out these pythons, as I punch the mic right into my face. <sighs> um, but yeah, so that's yeah. I'm nervous about. You know, I'm traveling and getting used to getting back into the groove of it and also, you know, balancing all these restrictions, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And you just got to kind of go with the flow. I know. You know. And it's sometimes I can't go with the flow. Sometimes. What? I, I know. It's no. Crazy. I feel like I need to control situations. Shocking. Control is yeah. an illusion. It is an illusion. Uh, and that's going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Since we're at a, some sort of a time limit here, which I have no idea because I didn't pay attention to when we started recording. But it feels like we're about right with all the editing so that's, that we're going to so do. So that's, that's where we're at as far as sorry for for sorry you know, being uh, absent for the last, uh, I don't know, four or five months. It's been a while. Six months possibly. Um, you know, a lot of things have been going on obviously in, in your lives and in our lives. So we're going to get you caught up. So we got some trips coming. Yep. We'll we do. Completed you, some trips. You want to do a, do a quick uh, 10 second preview of what we're going to have coming up? Oh, geez. On future podcasts. So we have some upcoming travel, as I alluded to. I'm leaving tomorrow for a 48-hour trip to yep. Tennessee, the the hot spot destination. <laughs> Why did you say that, like Barack? To Tennessee, Ten- Tennessee. Um, uh, uh, go visit the good people. Good people. Uh, vote. Uh, oh, hey, Sasha vote. And Malia. Malia. And playing basketball. Uh, and golf. <laughs> listen to some country music. <laughs> no. Hee haw. No. <laughs> 
So heading to Tennessee, uh, that's going to be, like I said, tomorrow. Whenever you listen to this, it's probably in the past, so enjoy that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll do a recap of that. That will be the first time that I've traveled in this uh, you know, pandemic. So We're looking forward to hearing those details. I know. It'll be very interesting. And then I go to another event with you uh, up yeah. in Missouri. 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 We'll go to uh, Missouri. We'll visit what? with the fine folks. We will visit with some fine folks, yes, and we're, we we're doing a small event uh, up there, a very limited, like, 10, 15 people, board of directors meeting. I think it's like 20. Okay, 20. Ooh. Cool. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk about some – I've got travel coming up also for Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's going to involve airplanes and a road trip, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, and a road trip I'm unfamiliar with. Road trip! I have trip. not done a handful of times already. Uh, and then we're going to take some time. We're going to dig into some how we pass the time during this. Oh, quarantine. yeah. Yeah. Because in addition to travel, our adventures uh, uh, have also included life. And there has been a bunch of. We, uh, we neglect of, the life part we of do. our life adventures. Yeah. I think everyone's neglected life a little bit this year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll dig into some of those adventures that we've had locally. Uh, in some of the things that we've done to pass Life the time. Altering and, changes. Uh, all the regrets that we have with some of the home improvement projects that I took on by myself, uh, which were stupid. <laughs> so This will not that, turn into a DIY no. podcast for sure. That and more on a future podcast. And uh, Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And healthy. Oh, all right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at LifeAdventurePS and Instagram LifeAdventuresPeteSimpson. views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.